You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-in-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another cooperative multiplayer, the official 401 Game Zone podcast. And joining me this week, at least for right now, Daniel says he might show up later. And Robert, I, I don't know if he got good news or bad news. Don't know if he's going to show up or not. But at least Mark is here. Howdy. So I'm not by myself doing this terrible thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've got quite a few things to talk about today. Um, I got a new 3DS, so I can talk about that. Um, my little adventure with doing the system transfer at GameStop, that was kind of fun. Uh, there's also the MPD numbers for January, even though there's really only one game that came out in January, and you can imagine where that went. And, uh, you know, Nintendo announced a few things, and also Ubisoft confirmed a few things. Something that I still don't know if that's really going to happen or not, but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I guess we should start the way we always do. What have you been playing, or, I mean, anything uh, happened this week? Nope. Bought a bunch of stupid crap, and that's about it. (laughs) So what did you buy this week? Uh, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. Because I kind of want to replay that game. I bought Final Fantasy XIII 2 for Steam. Ah, uh, you did. Are I you play- actually going to play it? I played it for about 10 minutes and got to level 90. Ah, uh, cheat engine, huh? And I bought the best wrestling game ever. On Steam, which is called Gang Beasts. Oh, dude, I want. I'm still thinking about whether I want to buy that or not. I know it's on sale this week or this weekend. I got it for six bucks, and I'm pretty happy with it. I so also exactly how is it like? Does it actually have wrestling game mechanics, or just no the fact that it's in a wrestling ring and it's barely even in that. Only one of the uh, stages is in a wrestling ring. Like, one of them is on, on like, a, uh, a, uh, not a Ferris wheel, but a, uh, no, it is a Ferris wheel, that's right. Uh, another one's, like, on a construction site. One is on, on like, two trucks going on a highway. (laughs) But it's just a fun game, and, like, you just, it's very, like, arcadey and not serious at all. Sounds awesome. And I, I just want to go to play in those levels. Yeah, like for I got it for six bucks from Russian Steam, and it's awesome for that. Well, uh, on English Steam, it's like thirteen something. Yeah. <laughs> I got uh, I pre-ordered Assassin's Creed Rogue since I'm part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Yeah, and I uh, played. I'm trying to review Total War Attila. It's it's not out yet, but I can talk about it. 
it tried to eat my hard drive. How'd that happen? I have a one terabyte hard drive on my computer, and I try to keep at least a hundred gigabytes free. Because uh, I, I have a bunch of games already installed and like video files and stuff. And it went to patch it a few days ago, and the patch said it would be 19 megabytes. It got to 18 megabytes installed, and just started counting upwards instead of counting down. And it got wow. to, it got to 40,000 minutes. And I checked my hard drive space. I said it had two megabytes free. What? It kept trying to like download this patch constantly. The minute I did deleted that patch or deleted the game, it was fine. It freed up like a hundred gigabytes again. So I don't know what the problem is with that game. At least on my computer, um, it seemed fine when I ran it. I don't like that game though. I, I dislike the person who gave me the review to. to who gave it, gave it to me to review also. <laughs> because he knew I wouldn't like that game. Like, it's fine. It runs better than Total War Total War Rome 2, at least. And, but it just runs agonizingly slow. And, well, that's not good. Well, I, I don't mean, like, gameplay-wise. I mean, like, by design. Like, when you hit next turn, it goes through 30 different empires until, like, your turn comes again. It's like why, why does, does it this... do that? Because there can be up to thirty like different other empires on the map, but it's like, couldn't you speed this up a little? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And it also like, it's just not fun for me. Like playing the game, like having thousands of units smash up against each other, is just not fun. So it's a like a hardcore strategy game then. Oh yeah, the hardest. Oh lord, that doesn't sound fun just from you telling me that. Like I don't mind a good strategy game at times, but it needs to ease you into it a little better than this game does. Like this game just like is I'm still in the tutorial. I've played about four hours and I'm in the tutorial still, and it's just throwing information at you constantly. And it's like, Jeez. how are you supposed to get any, glean any actual tips out of playing this thing? <laughs> well, at least they weren't lying about it being a total war. They certainly fill you with so much strategy information, you'll know how to run the war by the time it's over, I guess. So. That's, if I, that's if I can complete it. I'm, I'm thinking about just doing another non-review because I'm, I've been... I reinstalled the game and I had the same issue happen once again with the patch. So having to, having to keep re-downloading a twenty-five gigabyte game doesn't exactly make Comcast happy. Yeah, probably not. They'll be like, "That's probably trying. We're trying to limit the bandwidth for people like you." Pretty much. Anything else? I think that's about it. Final Fantasy XIII too is funny when you can't die though. I'm sure. You can just breathe. You know, right I don't remember dying too many times when I played, but. Yeah, but we don't even care about how the enemy is hitting you. This doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. I just I still don't like that battle system at all though in that game. I liked it better in the thirteen two than thirteen. 
because you got the little trainer, you get the Pokemon, basically, yeah. that you could have with you. I just don't like having to constantly switch between, like, the job system or the paradigm system. And it just feels like the game moves too quick for you to actually decide to pick your own attacks. Like, it's just easier to just keep going auto-attack constantly because you just don't have time to select, I want to do this specific attack right now. Yeah, unless you have, like, a strategy going in before you even start the battle, it's kind of like, well, I'm just going to keep hitting this button and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I did get a new 3DS on launch day. I actually had to ask off for another, or not ask off, I had to go home early for another reason, and thankfully I did, or I would have, I don't know what would have happened, I guess he would have told me to do the option where you just download the transfers, the, the licenses and the save files, and then you have to download the games later. I didn't even know that was an option until after I'd already been there for an hour. Hmm. But I did the whole wireless transfer, so I had to stand in this little corner of GameStop for two hours as people came in and went. I did get to talk to some people and give them some advice on games and uh, the lady probably owes me about two hours of work because I got her like five sales because she didn't know some of the stuff about certain games and I had to tell them what was going on. And Yeah, it was uh, quite a little fun experience. Then I had like a 10-year-old kid as I was sitting outside waiting for my wife to come back with the car after I've been there for two hours waiting for the transfer to finish. Uh, I was playing Omega Ruby, and he's like, I have Alpha Sapphire, let's trade. So we traded a Pokemon, and then he be, he became my first friend on my <laughs> friends list or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, the the, the um, system is, I'm upgrading from a 2DS. I've never had the bigger 3DS ever, so it was quite a step up. I actually got to play with the 3D, and it is actually really stable. I've played with it um, with, with Smash Brothers, with uh, with Theater Rhythm, Curtain Call. I didn't have any problems. I didn't want to actually... Most of the time with the 3D, uh, in the other one I heard, it kind of makes you want to turn it down. After a while, this one I never had that problem. In fact, I felt like I could actually benefit from having the 3D uh, because I, I could see things better or whatever. Um, Aside from Smash Brothers, until they actually have more games that use that C-Stick, I would probably forget that it's there. Because Smash Brothers is like the only game right now that it really it, it benefits from. Obviously, yeah. some of the later games that get made for it will use it in some way. But, I mean, you can use it to navigate the menus and stuff, but it's kind of... You don't really need it to do that. Um, the... The screen is brighter. I don't know about the whole... I was trying to do an update for Smash Brothers. I guess it was the Amiibo update. And I had to go put it right next to my router. And I have a 50 megabyte you know, download uh, thing from Comcast. And I couldn't have it in my room because it would keep giving me the error. And it still took a while. So I'm guessing the faster downloads or whatever are actually downloads from the eShop, not doing updates. But Yeah, probably. Uh, it does run smoother and run fast, like the games load a lot faster and everything. So, I mean, if you 
really feel like if you're going to trade in your 3DS and save yourself $100, uh, you know, for $100 to get the new one, I think it's worth it. Um, it's not that much of an upgrade, but for some of the games you might get to play eventually, it might be. Uh, Xenoblade doesn't come out till April 10th, so you still have some time, I guess, if you want to even play that game. Uh, other than that, I mean, it, for me, like, that was having a 2DS, it was well worth it. If you already have a 3DS XL, maybe it's not so worth it. But, obviously, you can look that stuff up and, and figure it out yourself. Uh, I've heard Monster Hunter Ultimate, or uh, 4 Ultimate is pretty good. I almost bought it, but I was like, no, I don't want to be in a hole and not be able to get gas <laughs> for my car. So I was like, yeah, not a good idea. Um, and uh, I guess Majora's Mask, I was like, well, uh, they had actually already sold out of Majora's Mask by the time I could even think about whether I wanted to get that or not. So... But yeah, um, I, I did uh, start the demo for Final Fantasy XIV, Realm Reborn. I haven't gotten very far. I think my characters are like level 3 or something, and that's just from doing quests inside the actual main area, which is actually pretty large before you even go outside. So there was plenty of quests for me to, to do in there, and then I had to stop because I had to do something else, but... And I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, that game is pretty good, except for I was doing something else while I was playing one of the missions, and I lost my healer. And then I wound up finishing the mission and forgot that you it's permadeath. So now I don't have a healer, so who knows how long I'm going to last before my entire fleet dies. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, I might have to wind up restarting the entire game, which sucks. Uh, I think, aside from that and playing some more Theater Rhythm, this week uh, they have some more DLC and Frog's Theme is going to be one of the DLC, one of the best songs in all of Chrono Trigger, so I'm excited to get that for a dollar. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I didn't get to play a lot this week because I had more work and more other stuff to do, but yeah. Um... So I guess we can go ahead and get into what's going on here. Too bad we don't have Robert on, or he would probably gush over the fact that one of his favorite games, The City of Final Fantasy, is going to be in arcades in Japan. Um, they did say that one of the characters that's in Final Fantasy XIV Realm Reborn, um, Yostuda, I just unlocked her in Theater Rhythm, actually. Um... So I'm guessing she's one of the important characters in the game because she, she's in Theater Rhythm and this game. So um, they haven't really said much else about it other than that she's going to be in it. Uh, and no idea if anybody from Final Fantasy 15 is going to show up. But Square is going to hold some kind of event on April 10th and they're supposed to say more about it then, I guess. So... So if it came to America, would you want to play it in an arcade? Uh, on an arcade, probably not, because I'm I'm really curious about how that game will translate to an arcade control stick. Like if it'll just be two joysticks, or if it'll be like one joystick and like a whole lot of buttons. But if it came to like consoles, then that 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 might be pretty good. 
Yeah, I... I mean, I, I played it on the PSP. Actually, this is one of those games I got to play when I was at E3 in 2009, and I remember really enjoying it then. I played it on uh, PSP, and I played it on a PSP emulator. Much easier to play on the actual PSP than on the computer. But it's, that's, yeah, that's kind of my point. Like, it's just, it's pretty much built for the PSP controller, or for the like button layout, because there's no camera control in that game. <laughs> well, they'll probably be able to adjust it and do something with it, you know, if, uh, they're able to upgrade a Type O HD. I'm sure they can figure out how to do it with with this game. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't tried to put that on newer consoles by now. Typo? But it, no, not Typo. Uh, Dissidia. I guess you can get it for the Vita still, but I meant like trying to at least put it on PS3 or something. But it is what it is. The PSP still sells in Japan, so I'm assuming they have a reason not to. I'd be happy with a Crisis Core like remake on PS3 or like modern consoles. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! Never got to play that game. I heard so many great things about it. That's one of the best Final Fantasy games around. Well, damn! I gotta find a way to play this. Then. <laughs> you can play it in an emulator just fine. Like it works pretty well. <laughs> I just don't want Sony knocking on my door. <laughs> yeah, buy a copy. We about it on here. Just buy a copy and say, "Well, I, I have a copy, so leave me alone." Yeah, true. Well, the uh, NPD numbers came out for January. Uh, obviously, sales declined from December because it's not the holidays anymore. Um, no duh, right? Uh, the PS4 is apparently once again the top-selling console. Uh, they don't. They didn't release any concrete data for it, but Sony is saying that they are, and Microsoft's not saying anything contrary about it. So I'm guessing it's true. Uh, once again, there's great news for the current gen consoles. They are close to 60% higher than that of the hardware totals of the 360 and PS3 at this point in their life cycle. So once again, whoever keeps saying the consoles are dying, at least not right now, anyway. Uh, the only game that came out of note in January was Dying Light, and of course it took the number one spot with selling the most on PS4, then Xbox One, and then PC. And then everything else is some of the usual suspects, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare number two, Grand Theft Auto V. Surprisingly, both of them are, well, Grand Theft Auto V surprisingly sold the, the best on Xbox One. Minecraft is still selling the best on 360, of all things. Um, NBA 2K15, Smash Brothers, Far Cry 4, and Madden NFL 15, FIFA 15, and Destiny, which is also selling the most on Xbox One. Weird, considering the PS4 has all those, that exclusive content and whatnot. It must be the whole bundles hurting sales, because I think they're not counted in this. Maybe not. But yeah, um... Apparently, software increased like 74% this year over last year, and that this year's January launch titles were up over 200% over last year's, with, of course, I think Dying Light eclipsed whatever the hell it was that came out last year. In fact, Dying Light was so successful it broke the Evil Within's record 
for the highest fourth month sales of any new survival horror franchise. So, have you gotten to play that anymore? Uh, I cheated a little and got everything unlocked, and the Crash Landing was a lot of fun. Awesome. The other big surprise was uh, Resident Evil HD sold pretty well. That's good. That means there's still hope for more games like that. I'm assuming uh, Metal Gear... I wouldn't be surprised if Metal Gear gets pointed that way over to PC or something. The only X factor about that is I heard that Kojima didn't like how that GameCube port was handled. Like, some of the changes they made like kind of put him off a little, but it's easier to port that game over than, like, the original Metal Gear Solid 1 port, or like version well that doesn't surprise me at all that he didn't like something yeah <laughs> I mean if he didn't have much to do with it of course he's not going to like it you know but then again it's his baby you know he's going to want to have his hands on it yep uh Nintendo uh Apparently, they they made a Japanese Mario Party 10 website, and it accidentally revealed that there are going to be more Mario Party 10 Amiibo coming. They're the same Amiibo that are already out, but it's Mario Party 10 special Amiibo. Rosalina, apparently, they couldn't get enough with it selling out so quickly, they're going to make a Mario Party 10 Rosalina, a Mario Party 10 Donkey Kong, and a Mario Party 10 Wario. So, if you're still hooked on Amiibo and trying to find those... Now you got three more to try to get. Uh, Satoru Iwata says that he still doesn't want to port any Nintendo games over to mobile phones, but they're going to make a Mi Mobile app so that it makes people, you know, recognize Nintendo on their phone or something. You know, just... I don't know what seeing a Mi Mobile app is going to do. Make me really think about, oh, I should go buy a Wii U or something, but... I'm sure that's what he hopes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like... Where do you stand on this? Should they be at least porting some of the older games on mobile phones at this point? I mean, it's just free money, right? It all depends on how they handle, but yeah, I mean, they... I mean, people are already doing it from emulation, so if they can, if they can earn some money from it, they might as well. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you have that huge bad catalog. Why not put some of the classics on mobile, charge $5 or $10 for them, and watch somebody buy them. Watch people buy them. You know? It'll happen. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I want to see what you think about it, since, you know, you do a lot of stuff on Steam. Valve is telling developers to stop giving away game keys for votes to get them on... Uh, Steam Greenlight. Uh, hmm. Apparently, Valve says it's unfair because it puts them in a really uncomfortable position where they don't think the votes are accurately reflecting customer interest and that they're just voting because they're getting a free game instead. Where do you where do you stand on this? Do you think uh, obviously they're trying to do this too to kind of do PR for the game and whatnot? But I can Valve see a point. I can see where they're coming from, that they want to keep Steam Greenlight, like, a relatively clean process, but it's already a wasteland, so it's kind of already beyond saving at this point. <laughs> Why is it a wasteland already? 
there are so many games that are greenlit on that thing that either never never come out or are just terrible that they should like their whole idea of having Steam users vote doesn't work because people just troll it constantly. <laughs> well, there's the internet for you. Any opportunity you have to troll, it will happen. Kind of sucks because it could actually work if people really, you know. Oh, there's, all the right, to... there's also like way too much stuff on Greenlight right now to even like like think about like what is good and what is not. <laughs> right, you'd have to go through so much clutter to find the diamonds like, in the rough. One. Yeah. yeah. So Ubisoft. Uh, not only announced that apparently between Assassin's Creed Rogue and Unity, they sold 10 million units. How about, you know, remembering to say that Unity was also in the Xbox One bundle, that kind of helped, you know? Yeah. Because so, I don't know that too many people were just sitting there going, let me just go buy Unity on its own after all the stuff that was going on with it. And I don't know how many people kept... I think they just gave away their keys to Unity because they knew they didn't, weren't going to play the game either, so... Um, and that, that means that Ubisoft is able to confirm that yes, that Assassin's Creed victory game is going to come out this year. So they're not going to take a break on Assassin's Creed. Uh, Far Cry 4 sold 7 million units. The crew surprisingly sold 2 million, even though apparently it wasn't that great. Watch Dogs has sold 10 million lifetime units sold in to retailers, which seems to tell me that they haven't sold that many to consumers or they would have no problem telling you that they sold them to consumers. Why are you having to make that distinction for one game, Ubisoft? Doesn't make any sense. I bet they sold like 2 million copies to actual people and the other 8 million were all the Wii U copies. (laughs) They're just sitting on store shelves somewhere. (laughs) That'd be great if that was really the truth. Like, eh, I didn't want to buy it for the Wii U, so it's sitting there. Ubisoft also says, continues to say, that both The Division and Rainbow Six Siege are going to come out this year. To that I say, right. (laughs) To that I say, where is that Beyond Good and Evil 2, guys? (laughs) (laughs) If they're even still supposedly making that. Because now they're making the wild or whatever, right? So they put that in the back burner, I guess. Yep, as they always do. <sighs> Just make it already, Ubisoft. Come on. Do you think Rainbow Six Siege is really going to come out this year? When I saw it at E3, it did not look like it was anywhere near ready. And the division's been delayed so many times. I mean, the division at this point kind of looks like a joke. <laughs> uh. Rainbow Six might come out. I mean, it depends on how well they can kind of bring it together. But I doubt it for either of those games, to be honest with you. I'd Do be you happy. Really think the division looks like a joke. I'd find it kind of interesting at E3. I don't know. The, the division was like the like post-apocalyptic New York City one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that looks like a joke. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Damn, Mark. Not missing words here. I remember like watching one of their old. PR uh, videos talking about how like you can play the division on your mobile app, and how like that's supposed to like be this whole great new experience, and it's like no, you're just playing a crappy game. You're just playing a game on a crappy mobile app. Like that's not new. 
that's what everyone does now. Yeah, it's like everything has a companion app now. Even Watch Dogs had it. Ubisoft's own game. Assassin's Creed has it. You know. Yeah. It's uh, Ubisoft is a whore for freaking mobile apps with their games. I mean, it's not anything special. Just you know. I'd I'd be happy with a new Splinter Cell game at this point. <laughs> I'm surprised why they don't make a new Splinter Cell. It's been a while. Well, Blacklist came out two years ago, and that didn't yeah. sell that well. <laughs> That's a oh, change, because that, that was a great game. That was a, one of their best Splinter Cell games. You think people are just kind of tired of the whole Splinter Cell, or just stealth doesn't sell? or Probably stealth doesn't sell. Well, stealth doesn't sell like how they, how they do it, like mission-specific. Like, they want a big open world like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, should have done it like Dishonored. Speaking of Dishonored, uh, Bethesda for the first time ever is going to have their own E3 press conference, which has led many to believe that we have to be getting some kind of huge announcement. Of course, the leading rumors that we're finally going to get Fallout 4. Uh, there's others that are possibly thinking we might get an announcement of a new Elder Scrolls, even though Elder Scrolls Online will be coming out around that time. Uh, there's thought of a new Dishonored because apparently people still want Dishonored 2. Uh, what else? Uh, it'll be it'll be Rage 2 and then Rogue Warrior 2. <laughs> <laughs> and they still got to tell us about Doom. You know, after that, that bit, the whole selling for Wolfenstein New Order was, hey, you get to play the Doom beta, guys. Yeah. That'd be great if they have, like, a new thing for Wolfenstein. It'll be another Hexen game. <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't remind me about Hexen. For some reason, my friends and I used to play it on 64 at, at get-togethers. I, have, I don't even remember the slightest idea why, but just, it happened. Yeah. It's terrible. Are you excited about Fallout 4? Yeah, uh, assuming it's not as janky as like Fallout 3 was, but uh, for me it all depends on where it takes place. You like the Boston idea? Uh, maybe. Like, if they could branch out from Boston to go to like other cities. That'd be cool. Um, I'm not sure how many like recognizable landmarks are in Boston though. Eh, there's quite a few. I'm, I'm sure it'll be the New England area, not just Boston. yeah. But, like, you might be able to go to New York in, like, a DLC mission, or it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, that'd be fun just to be able to <clears throat> go through some part of, you know, the wasteland United States, whatever we're doing here. Just Yeah. And, of course, Sega, they announced one great thing and then announced terrible news at the same time. Apparently, uh... Alien Isolation has sold the 1,760,000 copies, which is way more than the million mark that they just released a couple weeks ago. But then, of course, they also have to tell us that Sonic Boom Rise of the Lyric and Sonic Boom Shatter Crystal have only sold less than 500,000 copies worldwide. If, if you build it, they will not come. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> 
And I mean, Lost World happened to sell like 710,000, and then before that, I mean, they weren't doing too bad. Like, Sonic Generations sold like a, a million eight, and All Star Racing sold a million 1.3. I mean, that's because Sonic Generations wasn't that bad of a game. <laughs> boy, just Sega can really not make any more freaking. Uh, so, just give Sonic a rest for a while. Let's just let Sonic breathe for like five years or something. Well, that's the thing about like comparing like Sonic to Mario at this point is Sega has continually bashed Sonic like to try to make a good game out of that franchise and failed at almost every opportunity. Meanwhile, like Nintendo comes out with like, a new Mario game every three years, maybe two years, but it gives them time to actually like build on, or build a good game because it gives them the necessary time to build it. Yeah, exactly. It's, they just kind of try to keep making 2D Sonic into 3D Sonic and it's not working. You know, you talked about it that it just, he runs faster than the level can deal with and you fall. And I heard that Rise of Lyric game was in development for like seven years. What, really? Wow. Like, off and on. Like, I think it got, like, really started, like, five years ago. But there were designs on it from, like, seven years ago. And it's like, wow. That is nuts. No, no one saw this and go, and, like, said, hold on, guys. <laughs> no, I don't think Sega polices itself. Because if they did, they wouldn't release half the Sonic games they have. Yeah. At this point, Sega just needs to release everything Atlas and whatever else and let it be man give us a big old persona collection be nice i'd be happy with that <laughs> me too so telltale says their original ip that they're making is the most ambitious thing the company's ever done i don't know more how ambitious you're really getting but... more ambitious than jurassic park <laughs> no well, I mean, considering Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead, I I can't imagine what they're really at. I'm assuming it's in the same vein as the rest of their games. It'll just be a modern Telltale game, but it'll be it'll be Puzzle Agent Three. Whatever it is, I'm sure they'll announce it soon. Uh, hopefully it does deliver because they have so much stuff in the pipeline. We might be getting, you know, too much Telltale at this point. Uh, Platonic Games, the company that has a lot, a few different uh, rare, former Rare employees, is making a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. Which then led Rare to continue to make hints about there being a new Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, so, which Banjo-Kazooie do you want? Another Nuts and Bolts or an actual Kazooie 3? Neither. <laughs> Nuts and Bolts was fine, but I didn't get too deep into it. And, like, Banjo-Kazooie, like, 1 and 2 were okay at the time, but they don't play well. They don't play it anymore like that. I mean, how, what, what can I they want, really do to make it better, then? Uh, make it like Ratchet and Clank. 
I want I want Rare to stop lying to people and saying that they're still a game developer. <laughs> I want them to just I want them to just finally say that we make Connect crap and that's it. That's all we have the money for. Well, no, I mean they're they're obviously gonna be working on that Battletoads game. I doubt it. They didn't work in Killer Instinct. That was yeah, originally them. <laughs> I mean, if they're all, if everybody's going around saying it's supposed to be a big year for Rare, and Phil Spencer saying Rare is working on stuff that doesn't have to involve Connect, it'll just be Avatars that. 2.0 then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll make another Avatar game like World of Keflings. That'll be the next big Rare thing. And it will bomb badly. But they need uh, to stop lying to people and like stop playing off people's uh, nostalgia for when a rare was actually good. <laughs> I'm still gonna hold out hope they're doing something worthwhile. They'll make perfect. The they'll make perfect dark one. Oh one. <laughs> the sequel to zero. the sequel no one wanted but you have it because we don't it's know all, what else to do it's all we have left it's Microsoft we have to make a shooter that and conquer oh. well has he still not even shut up Project Spark he may have like probably like this the character model has that's about it Uh, EA and Respawn pretty much without completely saying it admit that Titanfall 2 is going to be on PS4 so uh, too bad we don't have Daniel on here because he made quite a big deal about Sony Online getting sold um, and how much that hurt Sony and here at Microsoft who doesn't have that many exclusives is losing one because it didn't sell that well just on Xbox One alone, so they need the sales from PS4. Um, it actually outs it got outsold by the 360 version, so that should tell you enough right there. Oops. <laughs> what do you th- what do you think Titanfall One was missing that they really needed to put in number two? That a campaign, <laughs> a reason to care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing about like Call of Duty is the second you level up, you get more stuff, Re- if, regardless if it's good or bad. Like it doesn't really matter. And Titanfall, you didn't. Like you pretty much used to use the same weapons over and over throughout the forty or fifty levels that took you to level up. You maybe got like one or two new guns, but not many. And that's not enough for people to care. Right, especially if you don't have a story or something in it to make people care and trudge through it, even if they don't get new guns and stuff like that. And I'll give it up to Titanfall. Like, they did add, like, a bunch of new stuff, like, after the fact. Like, their whole... I think their card pack system was, like, added, like, later on. I think they had, like, some of it in the first part, but they added, like, a lot more cards and, like, card packs. And they added, like, their tower defense mode and stuff, but... That's still not a story. And I know people only play those games, like, a lot of people only play those games for multiplayer, but I like having a story to go through. (laughs) 
Yeah, me too. I could really care less about multiplayer, especially if I don't have anything to go through. So hopefully they get that fixed and realize that even though people are all about multiplayer, you still need to give them a reason to care. And either make some kind of multiplayer missions where those missions turn into a story or something, or you need to come up with some kind of single-player campaign, which is probably the better route to take. We'll get Kevin Spacey for Titanfall 2. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's going to be in next year's Call of Duty or not. Well, he died, so I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, if you haven't played Advanced Warfare by this point, I don't know that you care that much. <laughs> Plus, it's going to be another, another developer, so they really won't follow what Advanced Warfare does. That's true. Uh, Bioware has officially canceled Shadow Realms. That's their four versus one game that they were making. Uh, supposedly they're going to focus on more stuff for Dragon Age, Inquisition, the next Mass Effect game, some more new IPs, and Star Wars The Old Republic, which they promise 2015 is going to be their big year for that game. Is that when they finally announced that it's all a prequel to Star Wars KOTOR 3? <laughs> that would be great. The game that people would actually care about? <laughs> Somehow I doubt it, though. I, I thought I heard that they weren't going to do any story DLC for Inquisition. Maybe they decided against it because they know it's going to be a while before Mass Effect comes out. Who knows? I mean, they, they know that he will keep playing this game, that they keep buying this game, so why not make story DLC? It's kind of like, we'll reward the fans for having bought your game and continuing to play it. I'll finally make Jade Empire 2. Oh, Robert would love to hear you say that. Um, I don't know about all that, but I like Jade, Jade Empire enough. But, I mean, if, if they're uh, making, uh, what is that game again? The original Xbox game that they're remaking. Oh, that uh, card game, Phantom yes, Dust? Yes, that game. Yeah, Phantom Dust. If they're remaking Phantom Dust, why not remake Jet Empire? Or, you know, one of those games that somebody would have actually cared to buy. But... Blood Wake 2. <laughs> or Fusion Frenzy 3. There we go. Fusion Frenzy was awesome. Especially when you had friends. Even stuff to Zombie. Which used the Halo engine. <coughs> Only game not called Halo to use the Halo engine, apparently. Uh, the they made a big deal about SOE getting bought, and then they've already have they already have layoffs. So Columbus Nova is making uh, some changes and trying to downsize and see what they can do with that. EA Mobile also got hit with layoffs, which. Apparently, it's leading people to believe that EA Mobile might get shut down. EA is saying that it's not its not even going to affect anything that's coming out at all. The fact that they lost one of, uh, you know, or whatever's going on with them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, is it a bad thing necessarily that SOE's already getting layoffs right after they got bought? 
I would say yes, because the two biggest guys there are gone. The guy who led EverQuest and the guy who led uh, Planetside 2 are gone. So that doesn't exactly spell uh, optimism there at that company or for those franchises anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. After they were making such a big deal about pushing Planetside 2 on PS4, and then they're obviously going to have to delay all that stuff now, I guess. Uh, I'm sure you're excited about more Binding of Isaac Rebirth DLC. Yep. Uh, Afterbirth is supposed to come out sometime in 2015. It's going to have uh, 100 items, 10 new challenges, a new character, an alternate final chapter, and lots of stuff. You're supposed to be able to be wanting to play this for another 100 hours or whatever. Um, it's also going to be free if you have the Wrath of the Lamb DLC already. So, And I do. <laughs> so what, what are you most... Anything like really jump out to you that you're really excited about? Probably the new items, like depending on what they are. And the new boss might be cool because I've already beaten like the game so many times already that it doesn't present a challenge anymore. <laughs> Is there only one character or characters? Or? No, in the game there's like ten different characters you can play already. Like I think it's like eight or nine. But they all kind of play the same. It's just variations. Like one might have a lot more health than the other or one has like different starting items. Ah, okay. A lot, of them just make, though. a lot of them just make the game a lot more challenging though. Like, not as fair. <laughs> Well, don't you need that to make you want to keep going? Well, playing as Isaac makes the game a little fair because you get an item called the D6, which makes you, you you can change items in a room, which makes it a little more easier to play. Ah. Well. I mean, at least uh, they give you ways around it if you want to do it. And yeah. I guess you don't have to do the whole switching the items if you don't want to. I mean, I'll, I'll play it, for sure. I've been playing it a lot recently, also. <laughs> so, what, I mean, what are you doing in that game, for people who don't understand what it is? It's basically a two... A, it's like the original Zelda game, but it's a roguelike. Like, you get items in rooms, um, you die frequently, that's the main thing. But you also unlock items for, like, next playthroughs. Like, you can unlock an item... Uh, and it'll say this item has appeared in the in the basement, and next time you play, you might be able to see it or get it. But a lot of the items add different, like, weird stuff, like you get laser tears or, like, a fear shot or magnetic tears and stuff like that. And it's fun. Laser tears. Yep, you shoot lasers out of your eyes. Oh, that's awesome. And you can also upgrade them to be massively big, which is even better. That's always great. You can, like, one-shot bosses with it. It's so cheap and great. Sweet. Now I feel like I have to get it just to do that. Uh, speaking of uh, getting things, Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition is apparently coming to PS4 along with... A bunch of other Nordic games, according to an Amazon listing. Uh, it doesn't even have box art or anything on the the 
Amazon listing. It's just listed as the end of the year, which that's what they generically do for everything. This is where we also got the Legend of KHD coming. We talked about last week. Apparently, the Book of Unwritten Tales 2 is supposed to come to PS4. Uh, MX vs. ATV Supercross Encore Edition. Arcania, the Complete Tale. So, a bunch of games for Nordic are supposed to be coming. Any of this interest you at all? Uh, that Darksiders 2 does. Just because I like the first one a lot. But everything else in this listed sounds like, well, we have this laying around. Might as well port it over to a system. Especially right. the MX vs. ATV game. Like, how old is that game now? <laughs> Didn't they make a bunch of MX... I remember when the MX ATV thing was, like, a big deal. Yeah, like, a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, right, when Tony Hawk was still... What was that game? What, what did you... What is it called? MXT or MX vs. ATV Reflex, or... It's Supercross Encore Edition. Yeesh. I remember they had an X MX ATV one, two off road, something else, just a lot of them. Well, that game came out last year for like the 360 and everything, but it didn't review that well. So I would say just to hold off, guys, because you'll just waste more you'll just waste more money porting it over than you'll than you will getting to sell it. <laughs> Hopefully, this is one of the, that's one of those things. Just a listing, and doesn't necessarily mean that. Really happening. Darksiders 2 would be fine though, especially if they bundled it with like Darksiders 1. That'd be great, because I never got to play Darksiders 1. I got to play Darksiders 2 for a little bit, and I love playing as Death. So I can't imagine Wars even just as fun. Uh, the first one has a little has some more problems than the second one did. Like the second one corrected some of them, but they're both good games overall. And supposedly the guy in the part of the creative part, uh, Joe, uh, I can't, his last name is difficult to say, uh, says it's not dead, so, it'd be nice to get the other two horsemen at some point. It'll just be a co-op third, co-op, uh, third person shooter. <laughs> right? <laughs> It'll be dual joystick, though. The twin stick shooting yep. Darksiders. <laughs> uh, Paperbound, I saw the trailer for this. Looks sort of interesting. It's another one of those indie games. I know not everybody's big on indie games, but it's a two to four player local multiplayer game, like couch co-op. And you, you're in a universe that has like classic books. So, like, Dante's Inferno, like, Journey to the Center of the Earth, and you can even play with uh, Juan Aguacate from Wakamele and a few other indie games. Um, and it's kind of like Smash Brothers, but they obviously are, they have weird uh, powers, and, like, you can manipulate gravity, and uh, they have all kinds of weapons. You can throw scissors at people, and... The, the characters are kind of modeled weird, but there's they're actually characters from the the books and stuff. So I guess it's a way to have an interactive book. I don't know. 18 levels spread across five books. 
supposed to come out in March for PS4 and PC, so... Huh. I'll be interested to see how it plays. The final boss we... It? The final boss we will be from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> it's gonna whip you into submission. No, it looks fine. It looks like another one. It looks like another uh, like multiplayer, uh, like arena game, but with like a different art style. Yeah. Like Samurai Gun, I guess. Uh, Tropico, uh, the developer of Tropico has made a, or they're making a new game. It's kind of like Diablo. It's called Victor Vran. It's going to be on Steam Early Access. Uh, it's supposed to release in May. Uh, the trailer makes me feel like it's a lesser version of Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing. And I don't know. That's, if that's good or bad. It's kind of scary when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know, a game called Victor Brand. That's the... I guess that's the name of the character, but just, yeah. I it's don't know, for a, every good Diablo game, or every Diablo clone you get, you get a ton of other bad ones. That's about as bad as the guy from uh, Raven's Cry being called Christopher Knight. I had yeah, that. Great. Yeah, I had that game. I want to try sometime. I heard it's real special. <laughs> <laughs> real special. Well, apparently Atari thinks that Asteroid is so special that they need to reimagine it into an open world uh, game called Asteroids Outpost, and it's going to come out for PC. It's going to be a multiplayer survival game. Where you get to mine materials and defend your bases from enemies. And when I think of asteroids, that's certainly not <laughs> what I'm thinking when I think of asteroids. I can't wait until they like re reimagine Pong, like as like a Pong with attitude, and it'll just be <laughs> called it'll just be called "fuck you, it's Pong." <laughs> yeah, you play as the. You know, Pong will be like Pac-Man. He just has his own little adventures that he goes on and stuff. Yeah. Be great. And the uh, second player can play as the other Pong. Uh, your favorite game, Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth 3, is getting remade and put on the Vita. So how long is it going to be before it shows up on Steam? Probably about a year. <laughs> so you can play that again. I don't. I don't think two has been announced for Steam yet. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. It, it's it been announced, but they haven't announced a release date. Yeah, that's what. That's what it was. Uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to going back to that again. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it's not quite as like porny as the first one was. Oh, I think I've I've heard it gets worse every game. That's great. Can't wait for you to play it. Play it with your wife. There you oh, go. Oh, joy. <laughs> sure my wife will walk in and be like, damn, I didn't know you liked uh, horny cartoon characters. <laughs> I didn't know you liked hentai, but I guess you do. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but okay. Probably the biggest non-gaming news of the week is that Sony has 
officially cut a deal with Marvel to bring Spider-Man to the MCU. Too bad Daniel is not on here because I'm sure he would love to be talking about this. But uh, they released the entire list of stuff that what this means. Marvel isn't paying Sony any money to get Spider-Man. They're basically lending Spider-Man to Marvel. Basically, Sony's lending Spider-Man to Marvel so he could, they can fix him. And then maybe Sony will figure out what to do with it. Because um, Disney actually had offered Sony like billions of dollars to buy back Spider-Man and Sony said no. It's not uh, like Sony needs money anymore. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, apparently, part of the deal is that uh, Spider uh, there might actually even be where Sony can make uh, any kind of other property with Spider-Man, uh, like TV shows or something with Spider-Man, and uh, Marvel will be able to put him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kevin Feige, or Feige, I don't know how you say his name, is going to be working on the first standalone Spider-Man that Marvel's going to be involved in that comes out in 2017. Uh, they are already looking for somebody much younger than Andrew Garfield. Um, apparently they are looking for uh, a couple of the names that are already being brought up is Dylan O'Brien that was in Maze Runner and Logan Lerman who played the main character from Percy Jackson the Percy Jackson movies uh, apparently uh, part of it is also that the director won't be back from Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 thank god and the Spider-Man spinoffs are still going to happen uh, even though Kevin Feige is not going to be involved in those. I'm, I'm just hoping we get a Hypno-Hustler spinoff movie. That's all I care about. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. But or Spider-Ham. That'd be also good. <laughs> so do you think uh, this is going to turn out better? Marvel's even pushed back a bunch of their movies. Thor got pushed back. Uh, Black Panther got pushed back almost an entire year. Captain Marvel got pushed back, and Inhumans got pushed back, all because of Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. No one gives a shit about most of those characters you just, or most of the franchises you just listed. <laughs> I feel bad for Black Panther, man. That guy is gonna that that movie is probably not gonna do that well now that we have all this. The interesting thing I, I've kept seeing if people want. Uh, Miles Morales to be Spider-Man. And that's not going to happen. Wait, who's that? Exactly. Uh, it's Ultimate Spider-Man. It's, uh... He's... I think he's... I don't think he's... He might be African-American, but I think he might be mixed race. Uh... But he's like another Spider-Man. He got... He became Spider-Man after Peter Parker died in that universe. Oh, Okay. And Do you like the idea of them taking him back to high school and doing all that stuff again, or...? That's fine, but we don't need another goddamn origin story. <laughs> like... Yeah, for God's sakes, it'd be like, what, the third time? We know the origin of Spider-Man, guys. But, like, that ninth, the, the Sam Raimi movies aren't even that old anymore, and we've, we've still got another origin out of it, so... We get it. Take five minutes, that's all you need to do. You don't need to take an hour or however long it's going to take, they'll take to do it. 
Yeah, a whole movie or... It, that'll be my fear for Avengers 3. It'll just be a, uh, like an hour and 20 minutes of Spider-Man origin and then like 20 minutes of Avengers, and that'll be it. Oh, Lord, I hope not. <laughs> I would be surprised if that's what we get, but I don't think so. I think... Well, they'll have that standalone Spider-Man maybe first before then, so... That should be happening. Regardless, I just hope you get J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, he was perfect as Joe J. Jameson. I mean, I hope. I, hope I think it would, it, to me, it would be really interesting if they did, like, a Daily Bugle TV show. Why don't they do that? Because it's a good idea. <laughs> but have, like, a very limited series, like, I guess like Agent Carter, like maybe like 8 or 13 episodes of, like, the Daily Bugle, like, have, have him, J.K. Simmons in it, because he likes to work, and he'd do it, and have it just be a kind of a newspaper show about superheroes in, uh, either Marvel, like the Marvel landscape. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I mean, I don't know who they would get to be in it. Maybe not show Spider-Man, or show him, but just have him played by, like, someone that you you wouldn't know. Because it wouldn't screw up, so it wouldn't screw up the film, like, chronology. Well, I mean, they don't even have to show Peter. They can just show Spider-Man in the suit. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, so it really wouldn't even matter at that (laughs) point, but... And it could also, like... (laughs) Also, they introduce other other characters into Marvel. Yeah, that way they'd already have met each other. Yeah. Partially before you get to that first Avengers movie or whatever. Uh, apparently, Professor X and Magneto are going to be back. Uh, one of them is going to be in the Days of Future Past. That's Magneto. And there's apparently a supposed Wolverine and Professor X team-up movie that could be basically Wolverine 3. Do you like the idea of a Magneto, well, Professor need, or all that? They need to use those actors before they die. <laughs> uh, I guess so. I mean, that's not, that's might that's probably being a little morbid, but it's also the truth. I mean, Ian McCown's about seventy-five, maybe. Yeah. Maybe even older, and uh, Patrick Stewart's also kind of up there in the age department so use them use them for all you can right now yeah because you have no idea what could happen the next week even yep McCallum 75 and Stewart at 74 so Oof. yeah Be careful with that and then in 20 years time you can just get James McAvoy and Fassbender to replace him <laughs> Hopefully by then they'll have had several careers and all that kind of stuff. And who knows, we'll have had however many X-Men DV at that point. Fastbender will still be trying to get Assassin's Creed the movie made. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Assassin's Creed 28 or whatever we're on. Still no Assassin's Creed DV. Yep. Did you ever watch BattleBots? Oh, yeah. 
Apparently ABC is bringing that back. So, I guess you can watch it again. I hope the Jay Leno robot comes back. <laughs> I never saw that. It was, did it actually look like Jay Leno? It was called Chinzilla. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, the chin was like uh, a pressurized like lift. Like, it like popped up. So it would like flip robots up. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I want it'll be funny if like a robot just comes like wielding like four or five laser pointers and it's like burns the other robot in half. <laughs> I'm sure they have outlaws against us. Well, well no, uh, they don't have flamethrowers and stuff, right? So I guess what would be the difference? Or they'll or they'll have like a drone air for or uh, air. Warfare battle. So Facebook is letting you be able to have legacy contacts so that if you die, you designate someone to run your Facebook page for you. I didn't know I ever needed this, but okay. That's a bit creepy. But hey, if you need to... if you want to keep your Candy Crush Saga game going, I mean, that's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the legacy that you'll, li- you'll leave for your children. <laughs> <laughs> this game that none of you probably play any- or even know what this is, can you please keep playing Candy Crush? For- <laughs> like your last one, Dustin. Please continue to play Candy Crush. <laughs> yep. Now delete my page, Facebook. You can't tell it to do that. You can make an in-memoriam page for yourself if you want, if you die. Yeah. You can decide to have it shut off if you die, or you can have somebody run the page for you, whatever. Just, I think it's all creepy, but somebody had to be requesting this, or they wouldn't be making this feature. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> weird and invasive itself. Apparently in Bolivia, people got so pissed off that the Simpsons time slot got changed on a TV station that they all went and protested. So then Bolivia's government decided to give them two hours of the Simpsons instead of 45 minutes because of the protest. Imagine what would happen if we actually protested for something that, you know, we didn't like. Imagine if people still cared about the Simpsons. <laughs> I can't believe this. Like, like, are they stuck like 15 years in the past when they were still relevant, or what's going on there? That has to be it. Like, well, but you know, those Latin countries, they get stuff so slow. I'm sure they're like on season 10, if that, right now. Whatever. So they have plenty of seasons before it gets bad. Yeah, they're in for rude awakening. <laughs> Pretty soon. Uh, Mattel has decided to partner with this is different because I remember having one of these when I was a kid. Mattel decided to partner with Google to basically redefine what the Viewmaster is. You know, the thing that you look into and you press the little button to make the reel keep going, to make it look like you're looking at pictures in, you know, in a like through binoculars, sort of. Well, now you will get a 360 
degree photosphere. And if you put your Android phone into the viewer, you can open up a companion app and you can like interact with famous cities and landmarks and planets and whatever. Um, this was not a you know this kind of technology was not around for the view viewmaster when when we were kids. Uh, you just had to look at the thing and keep pressing the button down. That's that's how that worked. Um, I mean, this is cool and all. I mean, I don't know about thirty dollars for a viewmaster, and then you got to pay fifteen dollars for every pack after that. But <laughs> that sounds a little pricey. Yeah, but it's Mattel, you know. <laughs> They'll overcharge you for nothing because people will buy it. There was an old restaurant I used to go to that had a viewmaster as a menu. What? Really? It's for desserts, like. They had literally handed you the Viewmaster, and you could, like, with the lever, see, like, what the pie looked like or what the ice cream looked like. That's actually kind of neat. Did you, did they actually show you, like, was it an actual good picture? Or just... Yeah, like, they had, like, Viewmaster slides made up. Wow. So, I think they were, like, custom or something, but, yeah, it was really weird at the time. How about going the extra mile for... That was it, some kind of themed restaurant or something? Or? No, it's just an, an Italian joint. Wow. That's um, anything else you wanna? I don't. I think that was all of the news. I don't remember anything else really being out there. I don't think so. Uh, Agents of Shield is gonna be coming back soon. I still need to catch up on that. They promoted, uh, I think it's her name is Adrian Padalecki as like a main character now. Yeah. Hopefully it's... they just get rid of Sky. That'll, then that'll be a good show. You and Sky, you just can't stand her. Huh? I don't like characters who look like that who say they're computer hackers. Like, no. That there is one that looks like that as a computer hacker. Pointed out to me. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Who's sitting behind their computer? And of course, the strain also did that too, where they had the computer hacker that was British and so did uh fancy looking. Oh, I, th I think it's called Black Hat when they had uh Chris Hemsworth as a computer hacker. Yes. Like, yeah, I be I believe that one. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, the computer hacker. That's that's really happening, guys. But Michael Mann made that movie. It's probably not that bad. I heard it bombed pretty badly, but that's about it. Really. Yeah. Well, that about does it for this week, then. Uh, I guess I will handle um, the plugs for the, for the guys that aren't here. Daniel Anderson has the Games Factor Fiction on Thursday mornings. Uh, I was on it with uh, Jeremy because Randall was sick. Randall also had to cop out and not do 4PC because he was sick as well. So I had to I had to get you on the fly there. Well, hey, I won it, so I'm happy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, Robert uh, just did a... The newest uh, Blind Guardian CD with the uh, Metal Hammer Doom podcast. 
So you can go check that out on the Radlitzen Broadcasting Network as well as all the other stuff that they have over there. Uh, I don't know if uh, Robert's been doing his Sentai Rider podcast or not, but if you like Kamen Rider Gaim, all those Japanese children's shows, all that kind of stuff, you can check Robert out with uh, his friend Hunter, Hunter as they talk about all things anime and whatnot. Um, what else does he... I think, uh, yeah, I think that's it for his, his in this podcast, which we'll be back uh, the following, or this Saturday coming up. If you don't, like, listen to us, you know, on 401, sitting there, just with that Spreaker embed there, we, we are available on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on TuneIn Radio, or you can just download the Spreaker app, too, and uh, listen to that on your phone or tablet or whatever. I uh, just looking for Cooperative Multiplayer Live. We are there, and you can, you know, download us, rate and review us, whatever you desire to do. Mark, what about for you, man? I have the uh, eight ball coming up on Monday night. It'll be a top X, top eight X Men games, uh, and uh, I might have my Total War Attila non-review coming up soon. I reckon finish it and try to get as deep as I can into it. <laughs> Wait, so what's the difference between a review and a non-review? Uh, I don't give it a score. Oh, and you I, just talk about the game? and Yeah, and I can't say, like, I I won't be able to play it long enough for me to, like, render an opinion. Like, I can say, like, well, I don't like it, but my, my basic opinion is going to be, if you like other Total War games, it's for you, but <laughs> if you're new to the series, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> just but, simple enough. It's, if you like Total War games... This one doesn't do anything different. <laughs> Go ahead. I could. It literally looks the same as Total War Rome too. Like I booted it up, and was like, "Am I? Is this the same game?" Wow. So I mean, those games have to sell. They wouldn't keep making them. So I guess it's popular enough to make a franchise out of. So if you like them, go at it. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh. We uh, did two editions of the Rest of the Max podcast, part one and part two. Uh, we did uh, Raw, TNA Lockdown, and the first Lucha, the Lucha Underground from last week on part one. And then we did NXT TakeOver Rival, the first New Japan New Beginning show from Osaka, and this week's Lucha Underground all on uh, the episode that we did last night. So... Check those out. Those are also available on 401 Mania's Wrestling Zone in the columns. If you, you know, don't want to go try to find Wrestling to the Max on Stitcher, on iTunes, or TuneIn, or whatever, uh, we're also over there. Um, you can listen to us live usually around Tuesday nights around midnight and call in if you want. So that's there. And the Football to Football, we did that on Wednesday as well, right at 4. We did the first. W2M, that'll be back on Friday where we talk about whatever's going on in sports as well. So, well, until next week, what's coming out uh, this week? Let's see. Anything? Doesn't look like anything on Steam. Total War. (laughs) I'll tell you, go get a Total War there. Uh, with uh, Mark's recommendation, you can get um, the order 1886 starting. Is it 
Wait, what is this? Today is the... 15th. Yeah, it's coming out on Friday for some reason. Uh, it's always a mark of quality. <laughs> yeah, well, at least Nintendo, they're consistent with everything that comes out on Friday. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse comes out for the Wii U. Uh, the Order 1886 is going to come out. Um, I'm going to wait for the reviews to see if I want to even think about picking that up. I've heard it's really short, though. So that's, you know... The Book of Unwritten Tales 2 is coming to Macintosh. Dead or, Fi Dead or Alive 5 Last Round for like the millionth time is coming out, apparently. Uh, so if you didn't get to play Dead or Alive 5 the first time around, Last Round is going to be there for everything. Except um, Steam, because it got delayed. Yeah, because it got delayed. <laughs> and yeah, Book of Unwritten Tales 2, so... Quite a few games coming out next week. Uh, hopefully the order's good, because if not, Sony's going to have issues with uh, finding that exclusive game that they really need to hit for them. If not, I guess take away for Bloodborne. Wait wait for Drive Club 2. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess they might as well wait for Gran Turismo 7 at this point. <laughs> they are. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Um, until next week, enjoy the games. Uh, enjoy that Evolve. Uh, hopefully, one of us will get to play it or something. We can tell you about it. But until then, see you next week. Have a good one. Later.